January 8th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Welcome to 2021, everyone. I hope you had a great end to 2020, and I am looking forward to dominating 2021, and I hope you are as well. I'm your host, Alex Bain, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Apostoli Everniatis. We are here to bring you inspiring stories and talk to the Pacers, who are making an impact, whether that's professional athletes, political figures, CEOs, authors, and running leaders. I just want to have a reminder out to everyone to enter our Koss headphone giveaway. Koss wants to hook you up with a pair of headphones in 2021. So head over to creamcitypacers.com forward slash Koss and enter your email address. We're giving away seven pairs. We have some really sweet options. So there's a good chance you can win and we want to hook you up. So go enter today. That's creamcitypacers.com forward slash Koss. And today I'm excited to announce our guest, Bill Hutchinson. Bill is a local Milwaukee legend. You may know Bill from his awesome photo taking skills that he does on his Strava Runs and Instagram account at MKE Jogwalker. Uh, Bill, outside of his amazing photos, has some amazing running streaks right now. He's on... Um, he is on a 2,523-day run streak that requires at least three miles a day. That is pretty amazing. He also has run 37 official marathons and 40 unofficial marathons. So Bill ha- knows a few things about getting miles in. Uh, the one cool thing with Bill outside of his photo taking is he uh, basically dominates city strides. Uh And if you don't know what City Strides is, I'm hoping we can talk about that. We've talked about this on the show before, but it basically tracks all the streets you run in Milwaukee, and Bill's goal is to run every street in Milwaukee. So Bill has seen a lot of our city, and I'm excited to get into it with him and find out what he's seen, what he likes to take pictures of on his run, what he looks for, what he's learned from our great city. So excited for that. But before we get into that... Apostoli, welcome to 2021. You look so good this year. It's like the new you. New year, new I you. appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. Oh, I don't... Can't tell you why, but... You are really giddy. Uh, you are really giddy today. And so am I, because it's the beginning of the year, which means we get to set our goals, resolutions life-changing moments, whatever everyone calls them. Uh, I guess in running, like, are the, is it resolutions? I guess I have some goals. Should we talk about those? It makes it more It makes it more official, I guess. I have a few different goals, and I think I broke it down into three-month periods uh, for the stuff relating to work and personal stuff. But for running, um, I'm going to run this marathon. I'm going to run it, and I... I want to run it in under 3.30. So that's the goal. But I'm not going to be able to do it at the end of January. Talk to Matt Thal, and we're making adjustments. And I'm going to do it kind of like the pros do, where you just run it when you're ready. So that's my running goal this year. Also, documenting my runs, 
at the end of the day. If I have run, I have this spreadsheet where I'm documenting a bunch of things like how it felt, how far I went, my, um, uh, my pace, and uh, like making it a priority. And the only condition is if I don't do it at the end of the day, I'm not allowed to do it the next day for the previous day. Because we do that all the time. You're like, I'll just fill in the blanks later, right? And you don't remember exactly how you felt during a run. If you do it the next day or you don't remember what you ate. Uh, so it's important to do it the day of. So that's my commitment this year. Run a 3.30 marathon, which is crazy. You know I'm. You, you know it's a crazy goal. Uh, you know, going from a 3.56 to a 3.30 or, or low lower. But I'm in good hands, I think, with Matt Thal. I know I'm in good hands, but it's up to me now. So what are your goals, Alex? Well, and you don't want to let down the Cream City Pacer Nation. So you got to you gotta do you it. Know I, you know I edit this podcast. I'm probably going to take this out. <laughs> no, I, I'm excited for that because I know when you were training for Athens, you were in that type of shape. So I know you can get back there again. And I'm very excited for you. Looking at... And I, I, didn't, I didn't get there... Can we say? Can I say why I didn't get there? Is because it was like one third of that marathon is uphill. It's it's like twelve hundred elevation gain, twelve hundred feet elevation gain, and it was hot. It was like ninety degrees. Go on. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's not an excuse. That is just like insane. I didn't. I don't think anyone realized how much hill climbing you were going to be doing on that run. So, and it was brutal hot. Anyways, we can reminisce on that on another day. Uh, looking at my goals for this year, you know, there's always like, how many miles will you run this year? And that's not fun anymore. Um, I want to run a 50 K. So my, from, you know, having Corey on for the, uh, you know, fastest no time and looking at what was going on in Milwaukee, we talked about, there's the tour of Milwaukee fastest known time. Mm-hmm. Basically it's just the perimeter around the city of Milwaukee and it's like 31 miles. So it's a 50 K. So my goal is this summer is to run it. Like, uh, I'm trying to figure out, I've been talking to a few people who do ultra, like have run 50 Ks and how to train for it. It's similar to a marathon, right? But some more long runs during that time, mm-hmm. which is going to be a lot of work. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a new challenge. I don't think I'm going to be like breaking any records. I just want to complete it. Uh, so, and I love running in new places and exploring new trails. I always run the same routes around my house. So I'm looking forward to doing something I've never done before. And speaking of exploring new parts of our city and roads that I've never even driven on, our guest today uh, has basically, well... He's explored almost our entire city. So let's uh, let's bring Bill on and let's talk to him about all his running streaks and everything he's explored in the city of Milwaukee. Today, we are joined by a local running legend, as some say, Bill Hutchinson. Bill is known for, A, his insane run streaks, which we'll get into, uh, but also Bill takes a ton of photos on all his runs as he runs all over the city of Milwaukee. He's explored every nook, every cranny, I feel like every alley, maybe every cemetery. Hope to find some of this out. But Bill is an amazing runner. You're a great photographer, and I'm excited to have him on today. Bill, welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast. Thank you. I'm pleased and honored to be here. 
Uh, you know, every day I see all your Instagram stories and your Instagram posts and your your posts on Strava, your runs, which I love you for when you post on Strava. There's always at least at least two photos. It's great sometimes when you go on like a you you must be feeling good some days and there's like seven photos and I'm like this is a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that. But let's so let's recap 2020. Uh, we actually spoke of you last week. You submitted. Um, one of your achievements for 2020, you racked up a personal best of 4,114 miles for the year. For our listeners at home, that's an average of 79 miles per week and just about 11 miles per day. And just letting that sink in, that's pretty crazy. I, uh, I wasn't quite there, but it's all, you know, it's all their own. So that's huge. So how much of Milwaukee have you ran? Well, um, the only real measure that I have of that is uh, uh, a site that I use uh, or that I participate in called City Strides. And I, I, do, I do know that runners listen to this podcast, and so I do want to give a disclaimer um, that um, it's up to you if you want to uh, jump into the rabbit hole that City Strides, because it's kind of like saying Beetlejuice three times, I've joked um, with other people, because it, um, it quickly can become, um, you know, especially for runners who are prone to, uh, prone to excess, prone to um, uh, achievement um, and, and seeking new goals, it can be addictive. So, um, and I'm totally on board with it. I love uh, City Strides. And so according to City Strides, which has aggregated um, all of the runs that uh, that I've done in the city since I uh, joined, which was a few years now. Um, I have uh, it, City Strides kind of grids out uh, municipal areas by nodes into kind of a Pac-Man-like map, if you will, um, with with dots. Um, and in order to complete a street in City Strides, you have to cross over. Um, the, the coordinate of that node, um, and I believe that it's 90% of the nodes that create a street to have then completed the street. Um, and some of this information I'm giving is anecdotal, or really my, really all of it. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the, um, the details, uh, but you get the gist. Right, right now, City Strides lists... Um, 1,414 streets in Milwaukee, and but I just also appreciate that. I noticed that when I looked up the, the data because it's 1414, which is kind of fun. That's uh, pretty our fun. area code. Um, and so uh, to this date, I have uh, been credited with completing 1,000, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 1,133 of those uh, streets, so 39.89%. Um, I should mention that I am not the leader on City Strides. Um, the person that uh, told me about it uh, and is a good friend of mine, Steve Hartman Kaiser, uh, is the current leader, uh, having completed 1,274 streets, um, and he's at 43.42%. And I'm looking at that. I'm going to have to double check my. Uh, I'm not sure if that 1414 is accurate for the total number of streets. So you might need to strike that here. Um, 
but the percentages uh, are what are currently shown. So I'm showing about 40%, just under 40%. Steve is about 43 And then uh, rounding out uh, our two other friends of mine in third place is Eric Lingle. Uh, and then um, in fourth place, place is Rick Spurko. Uh, all friends of mine uh, and all not a coincidence that they're friends of mine. <laughs> I know Eric. Shout out to Eric uh, through OMG. Uh, is City Stride, so what we're talking about here, is that like just the city of Milwaukee or does that include like Glendale, Whitefish Bay, Bayview? So the data that I just provided is Milwaukee for, okay. in City Strides. But City Strides as a site is literally worldwide. So that's what I, I say. You have to, um, if, if you start getting into it, I know many uh, runners um, uh, that go on trips and, uh, you know, as a, a side part of their journey, complete streets, you know, on their, during their travels. Uh, Candice Knutson, I don't know if you know uh, that name, but um, she's a big city strider and she's, um, you know, she's uh, knocked down parts of Florida. Uh, I know cool. Rick Spurko, uh, same thing when he travels. So it's, it's literally around the world and it's really fun. Um, like anything else, um, you're always going to find somebody that's more into it, more <laughs> accomplished, faster, whatever. And so on that site, you know, there are people that literally have, uh, you know, 10 times the amount of streets um, uh, that, you know, that, that any of us do. That, uh, but that, that's true with everything. Like, uh, there's a marathon, but then there's someone who wants to do an ultra marathon, and then there's someone who's doing 200 miles, and then there's someone who's doing ultra marathon. I mean, like, uh, ultra Ironman. It's just, you know, there's always a group of people willing to go over the top over you. But right. looking at your, I'm looking at your map right now, and the whole city of Milwaukee looks covered by purple, which is yeah. City Strides color. So 42%, you said you're at 40%. That's or, crazy. I'm, I'm That's about crazy. Four, just under 40%. And, and I'll say that my goal, uh, if it is a goal, or my, my, my uh, you know, where I'm gaining pleasure from this and uh, seeking accomplishment and just kind of personal goal, I look at the map and I'm not really concerned with knocking out streets as much as I am filling in the map. And so when you look at my map on City Strides, you'll see a lot of lines that aren't streets. Um, I'll cover, um, you know, parking lots. I'll cover alleys um, and, you know, all, any, you know, any nook and cranny in the city I, I like to explore. And it's really, it's just for fun. Um, and there's... it. Part of what I enjoy about that whole process is just the, you know, kind of the, um, the absurdity of it all. Um, but one of the side benefits that really has evolved in exploring, you know, out-of-the-way places is that I've uncovered aspects of my own city where I'm a, literally a lifelong resident for over half a century um, that I never knew existed, that I would never see uh, in a car because it's a side street, it's not a main area, um, you know, or business area, um, and just crazy stuff that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited all the time going out to run, just thinking, what am I going to discover in my own city today? Um, and so that's kind of how this, this all has evolved in the, 
this kind of morphed hobby of exercise, running, uh, a little bit of, I'll put it in quotes or air quotes of art, um, you know, um, obsessive pursuit. I mean, it's the total package. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's incredible. All of it, you call, you call it art. And I, I totally agree with that. I call it, this is like a very niche a form of art in a way you're running and capturing the city in a way. I mean, I don't know how many people can put together a photo album of what you've seen on feet on your feet and right. where you like you've, like you said, alleyways, you've, you think about when you go through the city and you're not taking the highway, you can take like, let's say take capital, right? Uh, I've driven down capital from Tosa to downtown, but all the side streets, like I've never been on, like there's parts of the city I, I've never even seen before. And I would never even know. And you've experienced that and you've seen a ton. Uh, so like, what, like, what are some of the things I guess, like you've learned and you've taken away from, you know, seeing our, our city as a whole? Well, I think, or, or I, wait, I should say 40% of our city as a right, whole. <laughs> right. I, I think that, um, you know, one of the things certainly that I've, taken away from this is that there is so much to discover literally in your own backyard. Um, You don't have to, uh, and and really the pandemic kind of reinforced this because, you know, less traveling happened. um, And there, but there's so much to discover in our own neighborhoods. Uh, Milwaukee is a, uh, has a rich uh, history of um, interesting neighborhoods, interesting history, and by exploring it on feet, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like doing um, you know urban archaeology or urban exploration. Um, and so, what have I what have I learned? What have I seen? You know, I've learned uh, first and foremost to get underneath the surface, you know, to get off the beaten path, to look around. Um, you know, one of the, one of the hashtags uh, that I use in, in my Instagram posts is just the hash, hashtag look around, um, be aware. Um, I have to remember when I get behind the wheel of a car to not put that into practice as much because I find myself when I am driving, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm always kind of scanning like what, what am I missing here? But but on foot, I'm able to do that for the most part safely, and uh, there's just little nuggets and um, little jewels, you know, right hiding in plain sight. Um, I can think of just a host of examples. Um, recently, I ran, um, uh, did a did a uh, just a a morning run. I had a little extra time. It was a, I'm pretty sure it was a weekday run and it was probably a 15 miler and I, and I headed down to the south side. Um, and I should mention the map that we discussed and, and that you see on City Strides, the vast, vast majority of my runs uh, begin at my house. So I live in uh, Wauwatosa on the, the east side of Wauwatosa. Um, I would, uh, give a shout out to my friend uh, Steve Hartman Kaiser to point out that um, I live in East Town, Tosa, and to his chagrin, there's an E at the end of town, and that bothers him. Uh, he likes, he, he, he thinks that that E belongs in Brookfield. Um, and so, anyway, 
uh, we both live in East Town, Tosa, and um, but all of my runs start there. So when I'm doing, if I want to explore a new area of the city or the south side or the northwest side, that quickly becomes, uh, you know, it's a it's a ten mile. Uh, you know, maybe a 10-mile run just to get to where I want to explore, and then I'm exploring and coming back. So it's pretty easy to rack up, you know, 15 to 20 milers, um, you know, without uh, without giving it much thought. But um, anyway, thinking about a recent run where I um, was down on the south side, and I can't remember if it was 13th or 16th Street around Grant, and I noticed this house, and it was evident that this is an older home. It's got a turret, which is always something that makes me stop and uh, and and take notice. Um, it was just unique. So I took some photos of it, you know, with intentions of posting it as a unique structure. Um, and then I did some research when I when I got home, and found out that it's one of like less than fifteen uh, pre-Civil War houses uh, remaining in the city. It, it was from the eighteen fifties. It's cream city brick. Um, and you know, there, there are, I've probably driven by that, you know, at, at a time because the, the street, and again, I don't remember if it was 13th or 16th, but it's not like a side street. It's a kind of a main arterial, but there it was. And, um, you know, just, uh, that kind of stuff, just, I get a kick out of. That's, I, that's incredible. Go ahead, Avastoli. Um, if we can focus down on, on a couple of things that you said regarding the trying to find something interesting, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Tim O'Reilly. He's a, he's a big thinker, publisher, technologist. Uh, and one of his practices is he purposely goes out every day to take a photograph of one flower. And he does that in order to remind himself that there's beauty around and remind himself because probably he wouldn't remind himself in other ways so he cultivated that practice came up with that in order to uh, uh, zero in on that can you tell us a little bit about how the the daily taking pictures uploading them um, focusing on those details and finding beauty in things that people bypass all the time where did that come about well um, I think it it came about with the smartphone, <laughs> it wouldn't have, it, it certainly, um, you know, I, uh, for a long time, I've, I've been running for, uh, about, well, I guess I'm getting closing in on, uh, I'm in the low twenties, uh, of years. I started in 1998 and of course, uh, many of those years there weren't smartphones. Um, and you know, you ran with a watch, um, and that was it. Uh, I started running uh, with a smartphone, or started running with a phone, um, shortly after an incident where, um, and I'm sure this has happened to many other distance runners, I went out with the intention of going, you know, uh, an eight-mile run or something on a weekend, and I felt really good, and so I went longer. Um, I made the crucial mistake of not informing my partner, my wife, um, <laughs> that I was going to maybe be out longer and she had no way of contacting me and um, you know the, the, she was uh, understandably uh, worried and upset uh, you know when I returned and so uh, thereafter I uh, dedicated uh, the 
commitment to, or became dedicated to the commitment to, to carry the phone. Um, and I don't, I don't really, so now you're carrying a phone, but you're really carrying a camera and have, and as the technology has advanced, um, these cameras are, are quite amazing. You know, what, what we're able to just put in our pocket, um, you know, has, uh, is able to produce some pretty high quality images. Um, and so I would, I, I ran a lot and I would notice a certain, uh, you know, one of the other, uh, items that I'm attracted to and, and, uh, takes my interest are classic cars. Uh, and I'll put classic in, in air quotes. I mean, that's definitely in the eye of the beholder. Um, you know, I, I like, um, interesting older cars. They don't have to be clean. They don't have to be rust-free. Sometimes I, I prefer if they're, they're beat up and, and, um, uh, you know, as I've, uh, one of my other, uh, go-to hashtags is delightfully deteriorating. Um, <laughs> and so I would, I would see something like that. And I'm like, Hey, I, I want to just snap a pic. Um, and, and this was, uh, before, for me, before Instagram, I, I wasn't on any, uh, social media and um, and I would just do that for my own uh, kind of capture and I would you know share it uh, you know with family text uh, friends and family just you know text the image or whatever look what I saw and um, a number of years ago my wife said hey you would really be you'd really enjoy Instagram and um, she probably I'm sure at times she regrets <laughs> having made that recommendation because I'm, my personality type is is one that has uh, um, earned me honestly the nickname uh, Overkill Bill. I generally don't do things uh, uh, moderately. I, I do things excessively moderately, maybe. But um, uh, so um, I I joined Instagram and uh, you know just started kind of posting um, things that I would would see on the run and really dedicated, uh, the, the vast, vast majority of the images that I post are, are things that I've seen, uh, on foot, uh, whether it's running, uh, or, um, as a, uh, pedestrian. So, um, and it just, just kind of became, uh, something fun and, and, um, uh, that's, that's kind of where it, where it, uh, started. Um, and then, uh, I, uh, my friend uh, Rick Spurko, who I mentioned earlier, he's been a friend of mine for a long, long time. We've known each other well before either of us were runners. Um, I became a runner, and um, he, um, you know, uh, became a runner much later. And um, and and um, often talks about, you know, it, it, we kind of look at each other and wonder, like, how did, you know, a couple of uh, overweight uh, dudes that used to you know, uh, live a very different lifestyle, all of a sudden, you know, we're doing ultra marathons, uh, together. And, um, but he was, he was the one that, um, kind of encouraged me to join Strava. I was real anti Strava for a long time. I was like, I'm just a runner. And I love the purity of not having to have data, not having to have GPS and all of that. And, um, I have to say that uh, joining Strava, I, I can name, like, easily rattle off four or five people who I consider good friends that I wouldn't have known were it not for that social media platform. Um, Steve Hartman Kaiser, 
um, Eric Langle, uh, Susan Hahn, uh, Alyssa Foyer, Candice Knutson, Matt Stoltz, uh, Mark Beams, um, just to name a quick handful. Um, and, and everyone you just named like runs a ton of miles too. So you guys are all, you got, you're all just in the same, in the same boat. But so we've talked about this on the show before with, with Strava, you know, social media, it's so evil. It's taking us over. And then there's like Strava. It's, it's, is it social media? Is it your running app? And, and like it's social media, right? You, you're sharing your runs, but it's such like a beautiful thing. And like you just said, you've made new friends and being in the running community and, we run here every day. We usually all leave our house and run. It's, it, it does great things like you just said. Right. I think it's, it's the, very much the positive side of it is it has enabled connections that might never have been made. I mean, I think about Steve um, Hartman Kaiser. We literally um, are, you know, we're, we're fairly equivalent in, uh, in our pacing. He's a, a, a couple few years older than me. Um, but we're, you know, we're good running partners in terms of, uh, of many, many of those factors. And we literally live like five blocks away from each other. And I can assuredly say that without that platform, we probably would have never met. Maybe we would have waved, you know, as runners do passing by. Um, but would we have made that connection and, and forged, a, you know, a friendship? Probably not. So I think uh, there Definitely, there are um, clearly there are negatives to social media and uh, negatives to the to that you know to to uh, to that world that that's part of our world now. But there are also very much uh, positives and, and ways to forge connections and to take those connections from virtual you know to commenting and kudosing if that's a word, um, and and then tangibly meeting up and meeting together and, um, you know, a group. And, and so this kind of ragtag group of people that have uh, assimilated uh, uh, through this means and then through other kind of organic, um, more traditional connections, we've done some really fun things. Um, I haven't mentioned uh, Chris Ponteri, but um, he's a, a big uh, a big member of my, my crew and my my uh, my, my group of friends and, and, um, and he's also, you know, been, uh, a, a big part of putting together some real kind of wacky schemes. And we, I'd love to talk about some of the fun things that we did, uh, in the pan. Well, every, we really started pre pandemic, but it kind of blossomed in the pandemic of how can we, um, make running fun and still, and, and, you know, kind of, um, replace the fact that we don't have uh, formal events. Yeah, you guys have done some awesome stuff this year. Um, if you, you guys should go follow Bill if you don't on Strava, but you do a lot of like unofficial halves and fulls and you have some fun bootleg runs that you call them. And we featured your photo that you submitted in our newsletter the other week called the, uh, oh, that I'm going to mess it up, yeah, the it was, Buttosa run. Yeah, the Buttosa, Butler to Tosa trail run, right. Which is just a trail run, but you guys this summer did like a, a tour of the Tosa perimeter. Yep, and you guys, I think, had to cross a river at one point. <laughs> yeah, so actually, the the interesting thing, and this really started. This was pre-pandemic, because um, this was we call it the 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 official name of the unofficial event is TPR, 
which stands for uh, TOSA Perimeter Run. Um, and um, uh, the, it, it's, it's exactly that. We run the outline of the border of Wauwatosa, which turns out uh, just kind of coincidentally to be just a tad more than a marathon. Um, it's 26, depending on the GPS and, and whatnot, it's, it's like 26.4 or 26.5 uh, miles. And um, we've done, and this year was our third year. Uh, Steve Hartman Kaiser was, he's definitely in the, in, in my group, uh, in my circle of, of runners, uh, he's chief navigator. He's like um, <laughs> a phenom in terms of maps. And um, he really kind of, um, dare I say, geeks out on that stuff. And, and um, I can remember the first time that we got together and did it, his absolute delight when we were running down an alley and when he pointed out that there were Wauwatosa garbage cans on one side of the alley and Milwaukee garbage cans on the other, which affirmed that we were squarely on the border, he, I, I swear he was seeing sparkles. So, um, <laughs> yes, and, and it, did, uh, it did involve one river crossing uh, at the Menominee River in, uh, near um, uh, just east of, uh, or around State Street, east of uh, uh, Hart Park. Um, and yeah, this year was our third. Um, we've had, um, I would say, and I, I can't remember the official count, but, um, we've had anywhere from, I want to say eight to the low teens of, uh, people participating. Uh, some other real legends, um, uh, probably the, the biggest, uh, in my eyes, the biggest legend, uh, a guy named Dave Dehart, and I don't know if that name rings a bell, but um, he's he's an old school uh, legend of, uh, of, well, of of Wisconsin uh, trail running and very accomplished guy. Uh, he joined us. Um, uh, Thomas Kuhlman joined us. Also, Ian uh, McLaughlin uh, joined us as well. And uh, just just a delightfully fun time. Uh, there's a whole bunch that I could go into, um, uh, you know, that little traditions that have developed in the short time, you know, the third, the three years that we've done it. Um, uh, but it's just a, just a great time. You guys like make running fun. I'm not saying running's not fun, but by by doing all these things, like I look at your Strava account, and it's like Bill is having fun. It's like you are letting the inner child come out through something that for most people is just like, okay, I need to get my exercise in, I need to get my 30 minutes, and then I need to like go back to my normal life. But when you talk about it, and when you see it, and you 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 hear it, it's like it's you're talking about running in like a fun, completely different way that I haven't really experienced before, and it's really turning a page on like what running really can be for you. And I, you're you're living you're living it right now. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it it definitely um, you know one of the things um, that that a, a, another part of my story and and my. Uh, my running is I, I am a daily runner. I'm a streak runner. Um, and so when you do run every day, you know, th- I'm not going to lie. There are times when there are, you need to seek motivation. You know, that where are you drawing your inspiration and your motivation? And um, it's, for me, it's a whole lot more fun and a whole lot more motivating to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run today. 
uh, and it used to be, you know, in, in, in my first decade, certainly of running, like probably many runners, I had 10 different routes. I had these couple 10 milers. I had my long run route and it was always the same. I had my four milers, uh, you know, my three milers, whatever. Um, now, you know, trying to explore the city, trying to go to new areas, different areas, um, and always trying to look for more, uh, you know, uh, what I call urban ephemera to to uh, discover uh, and 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 capture uh, photographically. It it just it brings a whole other dimension and really takes away. Uh, well, it doesn't take away, but it reduces what can be monotonous. You know, and um, so of of the you know of the 366 days that I ran last year, I would say that 300 of them were an absolute pleasure, and probably 66 of them were a pain in the butt. You know, and just kind of like get it done. But um, I don't think that that would be the case if I didn't uh, have this drive to explore. Uh, to find new and wacky things to uh, uh, to discover and document, I, and and to I, share, I get I get I get great pleasure of of sharing that with uh, literally with people around the world. Yeah, and that's like the cool thing with the hashtags you use. You you have uh, this is one very small example, but you take photos of you take photos of a lot of things, and we, I want to talk about that after this. I'll lead it into the next question. But you take photos of old telephone booths or like stands, payphones, yeah, and and they're payphones. There we go. Thank you. And there's like an account that just has payphones, and they re they repost you all the time, and it's like it, it's so funny how running through the city has now connected you to someone else who just has a page posting about payphones. Uh, it, it's really funny when you just think of how that like connects right. from like uh, taking a step back. But speaking of <clears throat> ta- like discovering and taking photos, you know, I have your Instagram feed up right now and you take, I love all your stuff. It's, it's a lot of cars, which you talked about and which is really cool because there's like some just like all these cool cars sitting either on the side of the road or in someone's driveway. Um, a lot of houses, uh, you know, a lot of signs. You you realize when you drive through the city how much of the old signage throughout the city was hand painted yeah. on buildings, as signs on the windows, whatever it may be, and it's still here. But we we I overlook it all the time because I'm like there's neon signs, there's stuff that you don't see, and you capture that, and I think it's just incredible that. A, that still exists because some of that stuff's probably from 40, 50 years ago. So what, like, what are some of your favorite things to capture outside of the cars? Well, definitely uh, anything signage, old signage, um, ghost signs, which are, uh, like you described, painted signs typically on um, uh, masonry. Uh, One of the reasons that they've lasted as long as they have uh, is that they've either been covered up or shaded over the years. Um, and also the fact that they used a lot of lead in the paint, uh, which is horrible for many, uh, in many aspects for the environment and for health and whatnot. But it, um, the stuff lasts forever uh, <laughs> on the on the sides of buildings. So, um, you know, ghost signs, um, uh, architecture, uh, buildings, uh, elements of buildings. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, some of the kind of the wacky things, uh, you mentioned payphones 
and I've sort of, I think, run out of pay, pay phones. Um, I think I've, of the places that I've run, and I've run a lot of, a lot of them, um, I've captured them all, um, and they're disappearing. You know, they are literally um, being taken down. Um, I've actually salvaged some pieces where I've um, noted, uh, you know, a, a sign discarded, and I've gone back after a run and, and picked it up, and um, so my my uh, whatever my little version of a man cave has a few old telephone uh, payphone signs that I've uh, salvaged. But um, other quirky things that that I like to uh, capture is discarded furniture. Uh, there's a there's an awesome feed uh, in uh, Instagram called Couches in the Wild, um, <laughs> and um, you know just I can think of in the last couple weeks I had I captured one on the east side. It was uh, just a you know a decent looking couch, but it happened to be in the middle of um, uh, Ken. Uh, I think it's Kenwood. Is that Kenwood by UWM? Uh, yep, Kenwood that's Boulevard. The so it was in the boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> most um, uh, most delightfully on New Year's Day, uh, I did a twenty point two one mile run. Uh, get it twenty twenty one. And um, with uh, with a couple of friends, um, trying to think who was on on board that day. That was Chris Ponteri and Steve Hartman Kaiser, and we were down coming back through the the near south side up uh, Pierce. Um, I think it's Pierce Street, actually on the Milwaukee Marathon course, um, going backwards. And okay, right underneath the 16th Street Viaduct was a fantastic Victorian high-backed couch that was discarded. <laughs> And it was snow covered, and I'm like, "This was sent here by the Instagram gods. Like, why is this here? And how much fun are we going to have?" So I took I took a photo and posted it. Yeah, you're you're uh, showing that up on the screen. It's it's great. And then um, took the opportunity for for Strava to have uh, Steve and and Chris uh, uh, take a seat on the couch, and and uh, so I took a picture of them. And then um, and then it I posted it, and it. Some of my other um, non-running friends on Instagram were like, "Oh my God, where is this couch? We want to go check it out." And so that couch has now been featured by a couple other feeds with uh, people that have. Uh, one guy did some art where he uh, superimposed Ronald McDonald sitting on the couch, and another person uh, took some pictures of a model on the couch with a bunny head on, and just crazy, absolutely absurd. Uh, totally fun stuff. So I look for, um, I look for. That's a very long-winded answer to say I look for couches. Who would, the, who would know you could talk uh, that long about couches? Um, do you ever get anyone like stopping you, and like, because if you take a picture of a car, you you yes. you take a lot of pictures. You get the details of it, yes, right? Do you I, ever get anyone like stopping and saying like, "Hey, what are you doing? This oh, yeah. is my car," I or have, like, or like tell you their life story about the car? All of that, and I have to say that it's absolutely delightful. Um, I'm very careful. Um, I'm probably, you know, I, 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 I'm careful to not trespass too much. Um, like, you know, like I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, walking up a driveway or something. Uh, you know, obviously in this day and age, you you, you have to be uh, aware of people's of boundaries and make sure that. Um, you know, that, that, you know, cause it's, it's a little bit hard to, um, you know, to reconcile why is this 
guy in the middle of the city. And and you know, I'll be I'll be candid. There are areas of the city that I run that that I don't uh, that I don't look uh, that, that that turn heads just by me being there. And I I, I do want to talk about that a little bit. And it's a, actually a, a pretty serious issue. And that is that um, you know I run through uh, areas of the city. Um, and the only reason that I'm able to run through those areas of the city is that um, I uh, am a white man, and um, and I have um, I have uh, white privilege, and I have white male privilege, white middle-aged male privilege that I'm I'm perceived as not threatening, um, and it's really unfortunate that um, that's not the case uh, for uh, my brothers and sisters of color that. Um, and I've talked about this at length with, with, uh, you know, friends that, um, you know, a person of color is going to have a much harder time running through Brookfield or running through Elm Grove, uh, than I am running down, uh, Clark street and, uh, you know, 27th. Um, and that's just, it's unfortunate. It's, it's the reality. So, um, part of what I do is I see it as, in some ways as kind of a, um, uh, you know, crossing, uh, barriers and, um, and not, I don't know, not being, um, you know, just kind of getting outside of, uh, sort of the, the confines that were, were put in. So, um, or that were placed in. I, so I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. I didn't want to so yeah, the, the, the original question was, do you get, ever get anybody that asked? And, yeah, I've had people ask, "What, what in the hell are you doing?" You know, and um, it is a little bit odd, I'm sure, that you know, uh, uh, a middle-aged white guy in the middle of the in the city that is uh, not full of many middle-aged white guys. Um, now let's let's say that it's November, um, so it's maybe 35 degrees, and let's say that guy's in shorts, right? Which he would be if he was a runner. But then let's put a neon you know, construction sweatshirt on him because he wants to be safe. Um, that's a head turner. You know, that's a, that's kind of a, what, what are you doing? Um, the vast majority of people that make comments or, um, stop to talk to me and others that I run with, you know, I'm not the only one out there, uh, you know, on these adventures. Sometimes I'm alone, but other times there's, uh, groups. Um, the 99% of the time, if if we are hollered at or talked to, it is nothing but love. It is, you know, encouragement. Go get them. Um, you know, uh, you know, just, just, uh, you know, just neighborliness. I don't know how else to put it. Um, when I've stopped to take pictures of buildings, houses, cars, I've had people ask pointedly, "What are you doing?" And the best answer is exactly the truth, and that is. I really like old buildings, and I like your old building. Um, it's Cream City Brick. It's pre-1900. Uh, it might be a Tide House. You know, it might be an original Miller or Pabst uh, Tavern. It might have a ghost sign on it. Uh, you might be the owner of a 1967 uh, Buick Riviera that I'm drooling over, um, and I'm just expressing my admiration. And when I explain, I just appreciate it. Um, I'm generally met with that's cool. And I've even a time or two, I've shared, uh, my, um, you know, my Instagram 
information uh, with folks um, and um, generally met with very positive uh, response um, and sometimes just general bemusement like, okay, crazy dude uh, <laughs> in the bright sweatshirt, you know, you live your life and whatever, you know. But um, uh, the other, just two quick anecdotes that are that I just kind of find funny. Um, one time, uh, not terribly long ago, I was on, I want to say it was 5th or 6th and Center Street, and there's a beautiful old tavern, Cream City Brick. It's got uh, a ghost sign on two sides of the building from Young Beer, uh, J-U-N-G, an old German brewery. Um, and I was taking photos, and the proprietor came out, and he was genuinely suspicious. Um, I was dressed exactly how I described. He asked me what I was doing. I explained just as I had, and he stopped and paused for a moment, and then his next question was, are you undercover? <laughs> and my response was, do I look undercover? And we had this kind of pause, and then we both just started laughing. It was like, hell no. It's, you know, it's just, it was great. But again, it, I'm sort of stumbling into, an, by accident, confronting issues of, um, you know, like I mentioned, white privilege, racism, um, the fact that we live in um, the most, or one of the, if not the most, um, um, uh, segregated communities in, you know, in our nation. And that's really unfortunate. And, um, you know, again, I'm not on any great big mission, but if I can even by accident bring a smile or break down and cross a barrier, um, you know, I love it. Let's expand a little bit on that. Uh, because we've talked about this on the, on the podcast before with Alex, I'm pretty sure and some other guests, but it, let's talk about the Milwaukee marathon. You mentioned the Milwaukee marathon, uh, Chris Ponteri too. He was the first race director. Yep. And one of the coolest things about that race was that it was taking you throughout the city and in areas that you typically don't run in, unless you're Bill Hutchinson. Right. Oh, so, right. So, what have you seen um, in, in in your adventures in those areas? How can we get people to run a little bit more in those areas? Because it's not just a matter of uh, I look a certain way, I can't go uh, in certain streets. But many people don't go in their own streets to run. And it is it is the cheapest sport, basically, right? You need a pair of shoes. You can get there and run. Uh, it's the, you don't need a subscription to a gym. So what what do you think it is that it's not just the, the racial barrier? Mm -hmm. I, I guess it's it's a very open-ended question, but I'm wondering if there's any anything that you've noticed that can help us as a society. Man, I just like to take pictures of old Buicks. Um, that's a pretty heavy question right there. Um, you know, and uh, I don't know if I have the answer, uh, Apostoli. Um, I think that, um, I think one way that, um, that we can do it is we can um, live our own story, live our own truth, um, and, um, demonstrate that, um, you know, just by, you know, lead by example or lead by doing. And that is, 
um, you know, you just like you said, you don't need um, to have a ton of um, uh, equipment or resources. Um, you know, you just got to get out there and move. And, um, you know, I enjoyed, uh, I am a listener to the, um, to the show and I did enjoy, um, uh, Lieutenant Governor Barnes's, uh, uh, talk a number of weeks ago. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to, um, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see there be, um, an effort for, uh, running, uh, running for community, not running for people of this community or running for people of that community. Just, you know, how do we, um, how do we integrate where, uh, where a lot of, uh, society just, uh, has, um, has put up, you know, put up these, um, you know, these either tangible or virtual walls, um, you brought up the Milwaukee Marathon, and one of the things I'm a uh, uh, I'm on a streak of the <laughs> I've completed all of the Milwaukee marathons, and I intend to continue to and, until I can't. Um, and one of the things that really drew me to the Milwaukee Marathon when it originally um, came out was just what you named that it's it's not just let's highlight the the beautiful, uh, you know, uh, Oak Leaf Trail, or or let's not let's not just highlight uh, our beautiful lakefront. All of those are great things, but let's get into the city, and and also let's highlight the fact that there are many beautiful areas of our city that are um, that are neglected and perceived as um, you know undesirable, and yet are absolutely. Um, bedazzled with architectural wonders. I mean, I think about um, the the route of the Milwaukee Marathon, and I know it's changed routes a few times, um, but running up Sherman Boulevard, I mean, that is a grand boulevard of absolutely historic, beautiful um, homes uh, with a rich and diverse history. Um, it w runs by Washington High School, again, with um, just... Uh, you know, and, and runs by, um, you know, beautiful churches, beautiful um, centers of, uh, you know, former centers of commerce and um, revitalized centers of commerce. I think part of the solution, I, I don't have the answer, but I, I can't help but think that part of the, um, part of the solution um, is um, getting out there and, and um, you know, uh, not, and, and kind of, um, looking beyond the the go-to places uh for running i i agree that and that was that was well put and sherman boulevard is a beautiful part of the milwaukee marathon even going through washington park <clears throat> i actually have never ran through that before until i did the milwaukee marathon and it's it's cool to like there's urban ecology centers right there in the middle of that huge park that's in the middle of our city and i think what you said with mandela is when talking to him and you expanding on it is 
a lot of our city was built and hasn't been touched since it was first created, right? And roads, like, sure, will pave potholes, but, like, we're not, like, active streets, I think, across the board this year was a big step for Milwaukee to close down streets in different communities and let people just walk and play in them with no traffic. And I think doing that more, I think you look at our friends to the west in Madison and the Twin Cities, and they have green, beautiful bike lanes going throughout their entire city, and they're encouraging this. They're, you can get from one end of Madison to the other with, with these beautiful trails. And we have some trails, but not really through our city. It's around our city, and it goes you know north and south and east and west. But I think there's a lot we can do to integrate our city and make us all more active and more walkable to going, whether it's to the corner store or whether you need to go to whatever it may be, uh, the park. And yeah. I, I think that would be a huge, it really opened my eyes. I think that's a huge step. And I think you seeing it, I'm, do you agree with that? I do. I do. And, and again, um, I, I do see that part of just um, going into areas of the city that... Um, you know that that would would be looked over just in and of itself is an act of um you know kind of acting as a uh, an ambassador for peace and, a, and an ambassador for um uh for change and it's again i don't want to present this as though i i have um this um greatly conceived uh mission uh of of my running or my friends running as as um, a social change movement, um, but there is something to be said about meeting your neighbor, uh, passing your neighbor on the street, uh, giving a warm greeting, just saying hello. None of that happens if you're not there. None of that happens if you're if you're flying by in a car. You know, um, so there's something special that happens. I don't know that I can articulate it all that well, but I can. Uh, assuredly report uh, that a lot of that has happened um, and I'm just kind of stumbling through and, and it's happening by accident, you know, and, and it's a good thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think when I look at your Strava account, I look at you and I look at your city strides and I look at your Instagram account, it's something no one else is doing in our city. Other people are doing city strides, but the way you're documenting it and the, the way you're telling the story right now, it's it's you're showing that like, hey, I'm running all over my city. Why aren't you doing it too? And you can get caught in the trap. Well, I got to drive somewhere. I just, it's not like I live over here and it's like, well, Bill will run 10 miles just to get there, just to explore and then run back. And I think from a, from a you, you know, it's just you are, are opening up the minds of when people see your account, whether it's Strava, Instagram, or they're running with you that like, hey, I need to go explore my city and I want to go do that. And I'm hoping that the more people discover you and discover you just you running, which is totally cool, gets either people active or people wanting to go like, maybe just go drive somewhere, go pull up to Sherman Boulevard and walk down it and take it in because... Most people aren't really exploring our city the way they could be, especially during a pandemic. Right. You got nothing else to do. Go explore the city. One of the, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, I, I, I don't want to lose sight of another story, uh, a quick anecdote, because I just found it absolutely delightful. And, and it's fresh in my mind because it literally happened today. It was an experience that I had today. Um, so um, another uh, good friend of mine, Brad, uh, good friend of mine, Brad Delante, um, who I think you absolutely should have on the program, by the way, um, in part because he's a, 
a talented runner and a heck of a guy, but he's, you want to talk about um, revitalizing the city and rethinking the city. He's an urban beekeeper. Um, and he, uh, he, uh, he, him and his ladies, uh, his bees, uh, make honey <laughs> and, uh, at Firefly Farms. And uh, he keeps bees in the, uh, in the county grounds. Uh, and um, anyway, he's a buddy of mine and we run. And um, he actually, he and I were the, uh, the creators and the only finishers uh, uh, of the self-styled Milorganite Marathon uh, that was one of the blue, uh, bootleg, uh, Bruce City bootleg marathons this year where we ran down and, yeah, we ran around Jones Island, um, which is, uh, f- for the uninitiated, that's uh, the place where uh, all of our poo is processed. But um, anyway, I digress. Brad puts up with me, and a lot of my friends, I, I should say, the people that run with me, put up with me because I'm kind of a pain in the butt to run with at times, if you can imagine. You know, I stop uh, frequently, you know, and, and I'll stop for weird things. I stop for um, anytime I see money on the ground, I stop and pick it up. Unless it's a penny that is tails up, then I turn it over and leave it for the next guy. That's a... Uh, uh, and I see Apostoli is like dancing. He's agreeing with this. I that's, do that too. I don't know where I heard man. it. I, I don't think I've ever heard that, but yeah, yes. That's a, that's a little mitzvah. That's a do a good deed. Now I'm not going to be, I'm not such a, uh, I'm not such a great guy that if that coin is silver, if it's silver, even if it's a nickel and it's tails, it goes in my pocket. I'm not going to lie. But if it's a penny, I turn it over. So well, it's not lucky unless it's a penny. So there you go that's what they say yeah and um anyway i stop a lot for stuff like that for my little idiosyncrasies um taking a lot you know taking a fair amount of photos um and so brad uh, puts up with me i remember one time it was earlier this spring we were um over on i want to say it's somewhere around 30th and center and we were on just a, a weekday run and I spot we ran by and I spotted this beautiful vehicle. It was a probably a 1990s SUV, but it had it was painted taxi cab yellow, and it had taxi cab yellow uh, 28 inch wheels. Okay, this thing was massive, and it's right up my alley. And I'm like, Brad, that is beautiful. And he's like, Eye roll. Okay, we're gonna have to stop. And I'm like, No. We're going to have to come back because I want to get it with the light just right. Because now, of course, I fancy myself an artist, again with air quotes. I want the sun coming up behind it, okay? Whatever, he he uh, he, he puts up with me like uh, the good buddy that he is. And we do our run and we come back. And I probably made him late for his, uh, you know, for his uh, work call because the run got extended. But I got this beautiful picture and I posted it and... And that was the end of it. Fast forward to today. I'm, I had to pick up my mom from a medical appointment at Freydert Hospital. And I'm sitting in the waiting area of Freydert Hospital uh, in the kind of the, the, the lane at the clinic. Who pulls up but the guy in the big taxi cab yellow SUV with the 28-inch. Okay, he pulls up next. And I'm like, I see it and I know it's the same vehicle. And I'm and thank goodness for technology. I quickly get to my Google Photos and I, I type yellow SUV. 
boom, my picture comes up. I exit the vehicle. He's helping someone out of his vehicle to get to the appointment. And I said, excuse me, sir. I, he says, yeah. And I turned my phone to him and I said, I'm a big fan. <laughs> and showed him a picture of his vehicle parked in front of his own house taken this summer. And the look that I got uh, was delight. I mean, it was he was, you know, obviously this vehicle is a labor of love for him. It was, uh, it caught my eye, uh, my eye, and I quickly explained, I really, you know, I appreciate what you did with it. I take pictures of stuff that I see when I run. And it was just, it was honestly a highlight of the day, a weird thing. But those are the kind of moments that you can't, you know. So when I explain to the, the uninitiated that I'm a runner, uh, usually the next question is, uh, you know, are you ever going to do... Uh, uh, a tough mutter, or are you thinking of doing an Ironman? And it's like, no, I, I met this dude today at Freighter, and I had taken a picture of his donk, uh, you know, his 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 donk wheeled uh, SUV earlier this summer. How do you explain it? You can't. And that's what running does. It's the small things, and that's like a fun story. Is it? Is this the photo? No. Um, so what you're what oh. you're showing there is yeah. I was trying to find it. Yeah. Too. What you're showing there is part of the uh, that's part of my American Excess series. Excess. Um, and those are um, I'll, I'll bring it up here on my phone um, in a second here. Uh, my American Excess. Uh, those are any that one to me is so over the it's so over the top that I don't even necessarily. Uh, it's so over, it's the so over the top that I don't really even like it. But um, is it? Here's the one. Nope. Uh, that's an interesting one, though. That is Alex. A, you have your your decades wrong, man. Yeah, you went from the 2000s to the 70s. Yeah, I'm just looking for yellow. This is here. the one right here. Oh, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> so that dude. I mean, you can imagine my delight, and you can see. Well, I can tell you when this picture was taken because. It was taken on yeah. it was taken on September first, twenty twenty, at six thirty seven a.m., and it was on thirty eighth uh, between Clark and Center. Um, so, anyway, um, no, the other yes. the other yellow one that you just showed uh, is from. Uh, that's an interesting. Uh, that's a uh, uh, what? Oh, that's a. I can't remember the forerunner. The, no, it's um Oh, I'm I'm blanking on the the make. It's a not Land Rover. A, is it a Scout? It's a Scout. It's an international Scout. Yeah. Sweet. And that's actually an interesting that vehicle sits on a street that's going that's a future bootleg marathon. And if you want to join us, uh we haven't done it yet. We're going to do it um sometime this winter, the plan is to do it at the most ridiculous time when it's hopefully cold and miserable. But there's a series of streets um, up near 89th and Burleigh that form an oval that are that's almost exactly one mile in distance around. And it's shaped an oval just like the Milwaukee Mile at State Fair Park, right? The, the racetrack. And so we're going to call it the Ohm Marathon, okay, which is the other Milwaukee Mile, the Ohm Marathon. So and you're welcome to join. I, 
I'm in for that. Then I can keep up because we're just doing laps. We just so do loops. We'll see each other. Yeah. We're just doing loops. Yeah. I'm in for that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Bill, this was a great conversation. You brought a lot of insight and have opened up my mind to actually exploring more of Milwaukee. I know it's easy to look at your Instagram and your Strava and just take it in, but you know it's time to get out there and explore. So <clears throat> I'm going to join you with that. I would like to do the Tosa Perimeter Run next year when that happens. Yep. So the, to- that- yeah, the Tosa Perimeter Run, um, we typically... Uh, it, we generally do it uh, towards the end of um, July. Um, I can't remember if we have a spit. You know, we, we make up these kind of, you know, after the last full moon or the most recent full moon of July. None of that is probably meteorologically accurate or astrologically accurate. Um, it'll happen sometime in July, and um, it's a hoot. I love it. I love it. All right. But before we go, we have to do our Cream City Pacers rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I would. I was told there would be no speed work. Can we do them as like moderately paced questions? Yeah, we can do them as moderately okay. paced. That's fine. All right. That's good. Remember, it is uh, MKE Jogwalker. I'm not breaking any land distance records here. <laughs> that's fine by us. I like that speed for today. Okay. You've explored 40% of our city. What is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? My favorite route, um, I would say, I think of it as streets. And one of my favorite streets that I that really encompasses kind of a rich uh, visual landscape and just has a lot to offer, both residential, um, some businesses, some uh, churches, is Clark Street. Um, and so... I would say uh, running Clark Street um, all the way from uh, the border of Milwaukee at 60th Street all the way to uh, River West is full of uh, visual uh, delight. So I'd say Clark Street. Cool. I don't think I've probably ran on that, so I'll have to I'll have to do that. All right, if you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Oh boy. One person to run with me, who would it be? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting, I'm inclined to start thinking like who would be a cool runner, but then I, then I just kind of selfishly go to who would I want to just meet and, and spend time with. So I would say I would like to bring Neil Young uh, to ride along in an electrically powered, retrofitted uh, 1962 Lincoln Continental, uh, and he would drive alongside me, and I would run. <laughs> I love that. That's the most creative answer to death. Yeah, so, so. Neil, Neil Young has retrofitted. He he had a project. He has had a bunch of wacky projects, but um, one of his projects was called Link Volt, where he. Uh, turned a classic huge boat of a Lincoln into a hybrid, um, and uh, and he wow. he's big on uh, you know sustainable um, and looking at alternative fuel solutions and so. But I don't think Neil could you know I'm not I'm not fast, but I think I'm faster than uh, Uncle Neil. So I, he would <laughs> I'd be content to just have him uh, drive along next side uh, next right along alongside me. I like and, it. I, and the music, though, something would be blasting from the from the speakers because he's uh, he's big into good quality audio. And I know I think he has 
very good audio systems in the car. So, oh, uh, which brings us to our next question, yeah. Alex. Oh, I like that transition. So, Bill, what is your favorite pre-race pump-up song? Um, you know, I would say the, I'm, you know, I'm 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 gonna go with the Trooper by Iron Maiden. We have, I'm going to say runners are metalheads. If you looked at the data for what people answered, runners are metalheads. That's you're probably, what I'm, you're probably that's... talking to too many old white dudes, but, but <laughs> could we need be. to diversify this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but, funny. But rock okay. on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. We're adding that to the playlist this week. Nice. All right, Apostoli, take the last two questions away. We're adding it to the playlist and also our Cream City Pacers theme song is going to be modeled around that song it's a cool cool project thank you nice uh so question about books are there any books that you like to read well um i'm actually reading a book right now called endurance um, and it happens to be by uh, alex hutchinson no relationship uh, uh but he he wrote a book uh, a number of years ago about um, the science behind endurance and, um, I'm about halfway through it and, um, or it might be called endure. Um, you'd have to, you'd have to Google that, but the author is Alex Hutchinson. Um, for, uh, personal edification, I would say anything by Jim Harrison. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Um, and then, um, for a wacky adventure, I would recommend, uh, a long ago written book by a gentleman named Robert F. Jones called Bloodsport, uh, which is uh, about a mythical journey up a mythical river called the Hasayampa and uh, the adventures that go along with it. We'll definitely be looking those up. And I got to ask, in the background, typically we see a lot of people will showcase their books in the back. They'll be they'll position their computer in front of a, of a, a bookcase, but... I see a typewriter on yours, and it looks like Ooh. one of the old school typewriters. So I yeah. have to ask about that. Yeah, I have to. Um, th- this you've accidentally—you uh, don't know it, but you've accidentally helped me right now um, because I'm. This is an, an organic way to give a shout out to my absolutely saint of a wife, uh, Christy Craig, um, and that's her typewriter. She's a writer, um, and. Um, so I'm, I'm in our kind of basement, uh, studio. Um, so that has everything to do with Christy. Um, and, um, she has everything to do with me in terms of, um, she's, uh, the love of my life and puts up with a lot of my crazy antics and, um, we're going, uh, 25 plus years strong. So. Um, well, congratulations. Ho- hopefully my shout out will have uh, put some salve on the wound that is going to hit when she listens to the podcast and hears 4,114 miles um, because she and others might think that that is somewhat obsess- uh, excessive. Well, I have to ask you, though. And our next question is one piece of advice to give to new runners. But I'm doing the math now, if you don't mind. You said 25 years. You started running in 98. This is 23 years ago almost. Was 
how did you start running and what is the advice you would have given yourself back then? And how does uh, Christy tie into that, if at all? Yeah, so um, I used to drink and I used to smoke uh, and I used to eat. Um, one of those three things I still do. I still do eat <laughs> and I enjoy that. But, um, uh, you know, so I stopped, uh, stopped smoking and stopped drinking um, over 25 years ago. Um, and, uh, gained weight, uh, was, uh, overweight, uh, and looking for a way to get healthy. Uh, my older brother, uh, had dropped weight and had run the Lakefront Marathon and I was inspired and started, uh, a walk run program. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, I come by the nickname Overkill Bill, quite honestly. Um, I've now, uh, completed, I think between... Official races, marathons, and ultra marathons. I'm uh, in the high 70s of finishes, um, and um, in I guess we didn't talk about uh, my uh, my other deal, but I'm I'm a streak runner as well. So um, I run every day. Um, I currently have a, a streak uh, that's coming up on seven years. Um, I had a streak prior to that of uh, four and a half years. Um, so the, in, over the past 11, uh, better than 11 years, I've only missed four days. Um, so my advice um, to others is uh, don't pattern your life after those statistics. Um, do, what, <laughs> do what works for you. Um, you know, that works for me. Um, it's, it's part of my way of ensuring against uh, my own pro uh, 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 propensity towards sloth and, um, you know, just kind of um, you know, getting out of the habit, but, uh, for somebody starting new, I would say, you know, all of the, what all of the experts say, you know, don't, uh, don't build up your mileage too quickly. Um, be very mindful of not, uh, adding too much mileage too quickly, um, because then you'll get discouraged by injury. Um, uh, you know, build up slowly over time and, um, you know, find, find what works for you. Find where you are, um, you know, meeting the intersection of fitness and fulfillment, you know, not just like if you see it as a job and you see it as an obligation and, and as a stress, I'm going to suggest that that's not going to last for you. If you see it as part of your, uh, you know, joy of living uh, and something that you look forward to and something that you daydream about, uh, you know, where is my next adventure going to be? What are we going to do? You know, what, where's the long run this weekend? Where are we going to go? What are we going to explore? Um, who am I going to meet? Uh, it, it, it will, it will pay dividends and it'll, it'll stick and stay. I love it. What the four days, what's the story there? It's the break it's between a, streaks. It's a horribly embarrassing and unremarkable story, but I also love the fact that it it plays into the absolute absurdity that of much of what we've discussed here tonight. Um, I forgot. Uh, I, I ran for four, let's see, I, I have the dates here. So September 13th, 2009 to February 4th, 2014, so 4.4 .4 years. Um, my work, I had a, a work thing come up and I'm almost always a morning runner. Something came up at the last minute where I couldn't run in the morning and it, it happened quickly. And I thought, oh, no biggie. I'll, I'll do a quick three 
when I get home. That's my minimum. Um, so for me, for it to be a run, it's got to be three miles. Um, I got home, was out of my routine, obviously didn't think about it. The next morning, I was going about my running routine. I hit my basement stair, and I had this absolute wave of panic, like, oh, my God, what it, what just happened? I freaking had a four-and-a-half-year streak, and it ended not because I broke my leg or because I got mono or because whatever. No, I just forgot. And so I was upset, appalled, and then I was just like, that's beautiful. And it's all ridiculous anyway. I embraced it. I took a few days off. I took a few, you know, uh, several days off and then uh, started up again. Uh, my current streak uh, as of today is 2,523 days uh, since uh, February 9th, 2014. Um, and uh, during this current streak, um, I've... Uh, you know, I've survived a bunch of things, including uh, the dreaded uh, COVID-19. I, uh, I, I uh, unfortunately uh, uh, caught COVID uh, this summer and um, took my running inside. I, I did get a treadmill and, uh, and did about 10 days uh, inside. And I will say that um, my case, thankfully, was not severe at all. It was more of an inconvenience, um, and I'm really grateful uh, for that. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty proud that. of the streak. Um, I also want to just just wrap up on the streak issue here um, to say that while that may sound um, incredibly intense to a lot of people, just for comparison and for the sake of, you know, like we mentioned much uh, a while back, there's always different levels of, of what people do. Um, so if you go to runeveryday.com, that's the United States Running Streak Association, that has the list of active streaks. Um, the current um, leader uh, is a gentleman named John Sutherland. And as of today, whereas my streak is 2,523, John Sutherland is on day 18,853, which is 51.62 years. Uh, he's been running every day longer than I've been alive uh, since 1969 um, in, uh, in May. And also, and the last thing I wanted, because I was looking at these stats, I know you're always, uh, I'm sure, looking for potential guests. Uh, we have greatness in our midst here in terms of streaks. There's a gentleman uh, named John Chandler in Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, uh, who is just shy of 40 years. Uh, he has 14,395 days. Um, I find it uh, entertaining that the, the uh, USRSA has categories. So every five-year block, you get a, a designation. In my current uh, streak at uh, just under seven years, um, that I'm, I'm listed as proficient. Uh, once I hit 10 years, I'll be listed as experienced. Um, and uh, John Chandler of Whitefish Bay is listed as a grandmaster. So, um, yeah. so you should seek that guy out. I don't know him. Um, I, I think there's there have been uh, news stories about him. Um, I know you did another uh, podcast uh, earlier this 
this year with, uh, and I can't remember her name, but she had a, a Tracy. seven, seven year streak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he would, and, and I don't know if he's, I don't know him, but it would be interesting to try to seek him out. Well, if anyone listening knows John Chandler, I mean, I live in Whitefish Bay. It could be my neighbor, yep. for heaven's sakes. Yep. I got, and you know what? Taking this back to the start, I probably have just waved to him Absolutely. on my run. Right. And I don't actually know my neighbor. Right. So I need to go find John right. and go for a run with him. Absolutely. Crazy. Well, I am lost in runeveryday.com right now because I did not know you could run this many people run this many days. My mind is I've, literally I've given blown. you two rabbit holes tonight, uh, City Strides I'm... and <laughs> runeveryday.com. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to – here's a question uh, for City Strides. Does it retroactively, like, pull in your data or do you have to, like, once you join, it starts from there? No, it will, I think – that it'll go back to the beginning of your Strava data, I think. Um, I'm not absolutely certain, but it it definitely does pull back, you know, sometime, for sure. All right. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And again, well, I, I want to just reinforce to, to you and anybody listening, if you choose to go down the rabbit hole, it's your choice. Don't blame me. <laughs> no, we're coming back for right, you, Bill. Right. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's your fault. Not my fault. All right. Hey, where can people find your Instagram account and your Strava? Um, so Strava is just Bill Hutchinson. Um, and uh, I'm the guy in the orange hat. Uh, you can find me on the streets of Milwaukee generally. Um, if it's uh, warmer, you know, warmer weather and, you know, baseball season uh, weather, I'm, I'm, that's kind of my signature. My go-to move is a, a blaze orange hat. Um, uh, I kind of switch to... Uh, fluorescent yellow in the winter because that's just what my winter gear looks like um and then on uh, instagram it's just mke jogwalker cool well bill thanks for joining us everybody go check out mke jogwalker and follow bill in all his photography and his runs really appreciate the opportunity it's my pleasure uh, meeting you guys and I'll see you on the see you on the streets or on the trails or as Roy Pierong will say, we'll see you in a few miles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out to Rock and Roy. Hutch man, Hutch brought the heat in that episode. It I, I, fo- I have followed Bill for a few years now and seeing what like all his photos and all this stuff on Strava like I feel like I'm, I'm with him on his runs but him actually talking about it just like took it to a new place for me of like I haven't explored the city that I've lived in for like 10 years 12 years whatever it's been I run the same routes like consistently over the every day and even like my marathon training it's the same route and he's really he's really seen a lot of our city I'm actually surprised he's only run 40% of our streets because if you look at his city strides map the whole city of Milwaukee's purple well that's probably since he started using Strava and city strides right so uh, it, probably he's run a lot more than that but it just hasn't been documented regardless regardless we've only run like what 3% <laughs> yeah uh, about that but it takes guts man it takes guts 
yeah it's it's cool that you can take two passions of like you know running's more than running bill brings like this fun to running and all his friends they do like these bootleg or unofficial half marathons and there's crazy twists with them uh one thing we didn't talk about that i know bill did is elliot circle which is this little circle road in tosa it's like a roundabout almost uh they ran that as a marathon i don't know how many times you had to run that circle probably like a thousand but just crazy fun stuff and i hope you guys and i was solely i know us i'm gonna put a little bit more fun and spunk into my run so i hope you guys take that away too yes definitely i'm i'm doing that I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna be running in shorts and uh, all the knee and stuff, like uh, <laughs> like Bill. Uh, but but if I see the yellow, uh, I think it's a Chevy. If I don't, if I'm not mistaken, but the yellow ta- yellow taxi cab, colored '90s SUV with a with a yellow wheels. If I see that on the street, I'm definitely flagging that guy down and being like. I'm cool with Bill Hutchison, and actually, maybe you guys should uh, should also do that because be like, hey, you're famous now. Your car was mentioned in that podcast. You should go listen to it. That's, you know, it's funny when he was talking about what he wore. I thought of Casey Neistat because uh, Casey like always bikes around New York or when he lived there, and he always wore like all his like safety garbage man gear that was like reflective and. Like it seems like Bill does the same thing, and, and why I'm bringing this up because not only does it relate, but last week we had Jack Coin on, and Jack Coin worked with Casey and I said, "Look at how it all just like comes beautifully together." Sure does. Okay, you guys don't forget to enter our Cost giveaway. We are giving away headphones from Cost. They're located right here in Milwaukee, which is like super cool. So you're wearing headphones that are being made right here in Milwaukee, and you're supporting local. Um, we have a bunch of different pairs. We have some exercise pairs. We have some cool over-the-ear phones for if you're just chilling at home and want to hear some good music. So head over to creamcitypacers.com forward slash costs and enter our giveaway today. I think it runs for like another week here. So get your entries in. We're giving away seven headphones, so there's a good chance you could walk away with a pair. And also, while you're at it and signing up for stuff, go to creamcitypacers.com, hit that little thing on the top right that says newsletter and sign up for that cool newsletter that Alex puts together every week. All kinds of goodies in there, all kinds of info, pictures. If you have taken any very cool pictures and you'd like to share it with the CCP Nation, just go ahead and email us over at creamcitypacers at gmail.com. And also, if you're in the mood of doing all this technological stuff, uh, go and leave us a review. Subscribe if you haven't. This stuff helps put us at the top of searches on Google and any any uh, platform that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, leave us that five-star review. Um, and we will, of course, plug our, pod, our playlist on Spotify for the pre-race pump-up songs. It's a collection of all the answers to the question that we always ask our guests. What is your favorite pre-race pump-up song? It's a very eclectic mix of everything. And maybe eclectic is not the word to use with some of the songs in there, but they (laughs) definitely get you pumped up for whatever it is you want to get pumped up for, whether it's a run, a race, your day, a phone call you have to make, where you gotta like maybe... You know, maybe a phone call you've been dreading. So, so yeah, 
go, go out there and smash that like button and subscribe to our channels. We appreciate you. Wow, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. You guys are amazing runners. Welcome to 2021. It's time to crush your goals. But until next Friday, keep on running.